Hey guys, what's up? It's Lisa and you're listening to What's Next with Lisa. Today is Monday, October 18th, 2021. And this is episode two of season three. Welcome to it and welcome back. If you've been listening to the podcast, you know that I've had a lot going on, um, some pretty exciting stuff. And I think the most exciting, of course, aside from this podcast, is that I am officially releasing my first book. So I've been pretty um, invested in that process, learning a lot, Um, haven't been as consistent with the podcasting as I wanted to be, um, but I will strive to be a bit more consistent um, moving forward. And if you don't follow me on Instagram or Twitter or any social media, um, you should. <laughs> but, uh, you can find me at What's Next with Lisa on Instagram or Twitter. You can also email me at What's Next with Lisa at gmail.com. You know, though, if you do follow me, that um, I've got a book coming out and it's called It's Gonna Be Great. It's Fine. I'm Fine. And uh, I'm really excited about it. It's a lot of what we talk about on the podcast. It is uh, a lot of my heart and soul, uh, the things that I recommend to you guys, the things that I challenge you all to strive to be, which is connected to your worth, your innate worth, um, that worth that you're born with, and to navigate the world with it intact. It's also a part of my story. Um, I share some details just about... Um, my marriage that I had in my 20s and why that didn't work and what I what I was able to learn from it, what I was able to learn from being human. And really, at the end of the day, I think, you know, we're all human. And when I say what I was able to learn from being human, I mean that it's okay that you don't have all the answers to everything and it's okay to make mistakes. It's all okay. It's okay not to be okay. I see that a lot on social media and what I really want to talk about in today's episode is a lot about exactly that and that is the mistakes that we make and how those can equate to growth and what does growth really look like and how do we measure that, right? And I can't tell you how many clients I see in private practice where I see them on a pretty consistent basis and it could be a month, six months, a year, whatever, and I can sit back and see their growth. And then it occurs to me as they're coming into my my office or we're doing telehealth sessions and they get so defeated and frustrated with themselves because they, they say to me, I just don't feel like I've gotten better. I don't feel like... I'm growing and all these things, all these same things are still happening. And I kind of sit back and think, oh my God, I should have validated this long ago. And the fact of the matter is, is I see so much growth on a day-to-day basis. And a lot of times I think we think, well, growth means that um, we have it all figured out or growth means that we're in the right relationship. You know, only good growth means that we know what to do with our negative thoughts and feelings. We know how to form a secure attachment, like all these things that we read about and research about. That is not growth in the sense of you've got it all figured out. Yeah, I mean, does it mean that you're working and that you should be proud of yourself for for growing and figuring a lot of things out? Absolutely. I don't ever want to take that away. But we've got to start to, I think, adopt a narrative where 
growth can mean even just the little successes, right? Even just the, you know, maybe being able to recognize an attachment style, maybe being able to recognize why you feel the way you feel when you couldn't do that a week ago or the day before. That's growth. And my point that I'm making here is that we've got to scale what growth really is down to I think a smaller scale in in allowing ourselves to celebrate and be proud of small victories. That's growth, my friends. Even if the only thing you do today is wake up and say, I don't know what I'm doing, but I know I want to be better than yesterday, that's growth. That is growth. And, you know, think about it this way. It takes us 15, 16, 17, sometimes 20 years to grow to the ultimate height we're going to get. So growth doesn't happen overnight. It happens in waves. It happens in layers. It happens over years. It happens with experience, by getting yourself out there, by trying new things, by saying, I don't know if this is going to work, but it's different than what I did before. And so let's see how this feels. That is growth. And that is something that you've got to stop and take a moment to congratulate yourself and to be proud of. Growth is not, and I'm going to say it again, it is not having it all figured out. It's not unlocking the key to happiness. It's not feeling like you've slayed all your dragons or you've you've quieted all the demons inside. Growth is essentially just even thinking about trying to change something or do something new. You're either growing or you're staying stagnant. And staying stagnant means well, you don't know what to do, so you're going to do nothing. You shut down. You don't get vulnerable. You don't ask yourself things like, why am I feeling this way? Why did I do that? Why did I allow this? Even just asking yourself the questions, I don't care if you have the answers or not, that's growth because that means you're pushing towards something better. You're pushing toward something that might feel better than it felt the moment before or the day before or the year before. And so the point I'm making here, guys, is that the goal and and the goal with growth and changing and evolving is showing up to the table and saying, I don't know what I'm doing, but I know I want to do it differently. And that's step one. And you've got to celebrate that every single time you do it. And it's those little wins that turn into bigger wins, that turn into changed patterns, that turn into positive feelings toward yourself, that turn into a connection to your value and your worth. So let's stop thinking so big. Let's stop thinking so what I call Instagram worthy, where it's got to be all or none. It's got to be better than everybody else. It's got to look better, feel better. Oh, well, if it looks good, then it must feel good. We've got to get ourselves out of that mindset and into a mindset of what can I do in this moment? What can I do with this day? What can I celebrate? What can I feel worthy about? What can I feel good about? Am I having negative feelings? Am I having a crap day? Am I not in the greatest relationship? Those are all perceived sort of negative things, right? Well, that's okay. Are you meeting yourself with compassion in those moments or are you beating yourself up? Start meeting yourself with compassion and curiosity. Compassion and curiosity is what fuels the relationship you have with yourself. 
You've got to motivate yourself by being curious about why you did certain things. Did it feel good? Did it not? What could you change? But also be compassionate with your struggle. You can't motivate yourselves to grow by being hard on yourselves and calling yourself names and saying, well, I don't deserve any better. And oh my God, I just feel so gross and I'm a slob or I haven't worked out in in months and, you know, nobody's going to find me attractive. That is not how you spark and growth. It's like expecting a flower to grow by beating it up with a rock every day. No, you, you, you water it, right? You put good things in and you get the growth. You put bad things in and you get the weed. So it starts with how you're talking to yourselves. Um, And it's one of the biggest things that just breaks my heart. And it broke my heart for myself for a long time in my, you know, in my 20s and 30s, although I'm still only 25 if you ask me. No, I'm kidding. Um, I thought that the way to motivate myself to do hard things was to shame and blame right? And to take accountability meant to blame myself. And what it it took me a long time to realize that I can take accountability for something and do better the next time by loving myself through it versus beating myself up through it. It took me a really long time to realize that. It didn't make me tougher to or stronger to shame myself or beat myself up. What made me strong and tough is that that's who I am to the core as a person and by celebrating that and having compassion for it it got to shine through and that's my hope for all of you is that we start to turn this narrative of am I growing am I doing better and we stop thinking so big and we bring it back home to the heart we bring that energy back inward moment to moment and we say I don't know what I'm going to do next time, but I'm going to love myself and have enough compassion for myself to slow it down, take a breath and soften my approach to myself and then figure out where I go from here. You don't have to have all the answers. You just have to have enough compassion for yourself to know that you'll figure it out and that you're worthy of figuring it out. And that's my wish for all of you today is that you can hold yourselves accountable with love and compassion in order to spring to the next level of growth. And it doesn't have to be all at once. Little things turn into big things, right? And I hope that you all take a moment to kind of, you know, quiet the noise around you today and sit with yourself for a moment. And if you're not feeling great or you feel like you're never going to get to where you want to be, You'll never have the relationship that you want. You'll never have the relationship with your parents that you want or your loved ones or your friends. Whatever whatever is, is hard for you today. I want you to take a breath and I want you to tell yourself, okay, we're okay. We're okay. We're worthy of good things. We don't have to figure this out alone, but we do need to love ourselves enough to clear our vision up and and look around to see what's really going on, not what we're projecting is going on, right? A lot of times we have these emotional narratives in our head where things get really heavy and negative because we think we know what other people are feeling or we think we know what somebody else's intention was. And the the truth of the matter is, is that you just don't unless you ask or they tell you. And so I want you just to quiet the noise around you today 
sit with yourself for a moment and get connected to the worth you were born with. Get connected to that innocent little baby, that small child that was born worthy and valuable. And somewhere along the way, you just disconnected from it. And you can get yourself back on track to it. But you've got to quiet the negative noise around you and remember who you are. You're worthy and you're valuable and growth comes in stages. And when it comes, I don't care if it's the teeniest little thing in the world. I want you celebrating it. I want you romanticizing it. I want you relishing in it because that's what's going to signal to your brain. Hey, this feels good to do nice things for ourselves. Hey, this feels good to make a better choice. Let's make this a more consistent pattern. So you've got to take the time to stop and celebrate it and signal to your brain, no, no, this feels good. This feels really good. Let's celebrate it. Let's do it again. Let's do it again. So do that for yourself today. Give yourself that gift and see if that doesn't sort of change how you're framing growth in your life. It comes in waves, it comes in stages, and it comes small. Sometimes it comes big, and that's okay too. We all have those breakthrough moments, and those are awesome. But I would tell you, as as a norm, it's the little things. It's the little things that happen day to day, and you've got to love yourself enough to stop and celebrate those. I hope that you do that today, or at the very least, just start thinking about how that would feel and what that would look like to celebrate yourself rather than shame yourself um, or wait for the next big thing. Start celebrating stuff now. Um, You're worth it. And so I hope that helps sort of reframe how we think about growth or at least gives you something to think about today. If you guys have questions, you can email me at whatsnextwithlisa at gmail.com. You can also catch me on Twitter and Instagram at whatsnextwithlisa. Um, I've got a Facebook page going now um, for the book. So you can you can search the title of the book, which is It's Gonna Be Great, It's Fine, I'm Fine, a no-nonsense survive and thrive guide. Um, and you can search that on Facebook. You can also find the book, shameless plug here, uh, on Amazon right now. It's it's available for pre-order. And I think Amazon's doing a discount right now if you pre-order the ebook version. Um And then the paperback version is going to be available December 1, although I am doing some giveaways and I'm super stoked about that. Um, So check my page out on Instagram or Facebook and enter to, um, you know, to get maybe a free copy. So I'm I'm just so excited and nervous um, for everybody to read it. And I just really, really hope that it's it's a guide and something that you can have you know, in black and white type print to go back to, to work through. I give you step-by-step instructions and some homework assignments. And um, I'm just excited. I I poured a lot of my heart into this and excited. And like I said, nervous for you all to read it, but I think a little more excited than nervous. I don't know. We'll see. Um, So like I said, it's called, it's going to be great. I'm fine. It's fine. And the cover is a large dumpster fire, uh, which I think a lot of us think our lives have become sometimes. So a little bit of funny, um, a little bit of seriousness, um, but a lot of vulnerability. And I'm excited for everybody to read it. So like I said, if you've got questions, email me. If you've got a show topic idea that's something you want to hear a little bit more about, send me a message. You can send it on social media or email. But 
Um, you know, otherwise, think about what I said today. Take a moment to just stop and celebrate all that you've done. Celebrate all that you are and get excited about all that you're going to be next. It's going to be great. It's fine. You're going to be fine. I promise. All right. So take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and remember that today is a perfect day to ask yourselves, what's next? See ya.
So I usually start with some different techniques of helping them get to know themselves. Mm. I One of my favorite ones is starting with a values list. I like right? that. Like, what do you value? What do you care about? What's important to you? Mm-hmm. And I think it's a really good, like, jumping off point mm-hmm. to get to know yourself. Right. Because... No, I love that because if you don't know what you need, how can you ever tell anybody else what you need? Mm-hmm. But don't exactly. you think like even more important than that, it's about understanding what you need matters and it's valid and to stop minimizing yourself just because you grew up in an environment um, that minimized you, right? Yes, absolutely. Tapping into your self-worth. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Um. That stuff's hard, you guys. That stuff is so hard. I mean, so if you're listening to this and you're like, oh, they make it sound so simple, it's not. It It's, and I want you to go easy on yourselves because it's one thing to like call it out and acknowledge and say, oh, this is why I do this. And it's another thing to figure out how to actually change that. And um, it's it's not easy work and it's it's work that, I think Colleen and I have both done on ourselves personally, but it's also work that we help people do in in a private practice setting. Um, And it takes it takes a long time. So, you know, if you have a therapist, keep working with them. Um, I, you know, I love self-help books. Hello, I just wrote one. However, I don't know that, you know, they always take the place of that real objective person sitting across from you trying to help you get to the bottom of it. So don't be afraid to reach out because that's tough work. Inner child work is awesome work, but it's tough. I mean, wouldn't you say? Absolutely. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And I think the self-help books and all that, they're a great way to start to get to know yourself and start understanding these things. Mm-hmm. But having that person to talk to, say it out loud. Yeah. Get to- feedback I think that helps so much for sure and I mean I can tell you guys too that um I it's my life is kind of a funny irony um for lack of a better term just because yep I'm a therapist and um I'd like to think that I'm a pretty good one and I've built a successful practice but my life hasn't just been this upward like growth curve and um I, I had to do a lot of inner child work and I was a I was a practicing therapist um in my 30s really my early 30s when one of my coworkers actually said to me I had said I think I need to do some more inner child work this client just kind of triggered me and he laughed out loud and I love him he's wonderful but he laughed out loud and he's like oh wow you think you do and I was like, what's that supposed to mean? And, you know, he he called me out. He's like, look at the guys you date. You know, what the heck? And um, he was right. He was right. I couldn't, I didn't, I chased people who didn't want to be caught. Let's just say that. And um, when I really sat down and started kind of healing my inner child and becoming the parent to that inner child that I think she needed, um, Oh my God, I ugly cried. It was like, it was like something I'd never felt or done before, but it was such a release and it was so empowering. I, it's just a day I'll never forget. It's just one of those days you never forget where you were and how you felt, you know? I don't know. Yeah, it's tough. Tough stuff. Yeah. 
And I totally, I relate to that as well. And same thing, practicing therapists and even going through school to Mm -hmm. become a therapist, like all this stuff starts getting brought up and you realize, oh, wow, like that's actually really affecting how I'm managing Mm -hmm. in the world and how I'm showing up in relationships. And I'm still doing work on my inner child. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. And it's just, um, you're so, you're so funny though. I'm going to call you out again because we've had conversations where Colleen and I talk every week and we, I've never laughed so hard as some of the conversations you and I have (laughs) just about like some of the stuff we do or like some of the people we went out on dates on or some of the shit that just happens to us. Like, how does this happen to us? You know, and I'm like, I laugh because sometimes I think, you know, we're like, oh, do we invite it in or do we overthink it or whatever? And sometimes I'm like, no, we just have really crappy luck. I mean, will you, do you feel comfortable? Will you tell the story about the last date that you had the gut feeling that something was awry when you were pulling out of the parking lot? Um, yeah, I can tell it. <laughs> okay. Um. Sorry. I'll try and put it in a nutshell. <laughs> so I got on a date with someone, and the date went really well. Yes. Like, everything about it, like, there wasn't really anything that, like, stood out even as, like, a yellow or orange flag. Yes. So that was kind of exciting. Yes. And then as we were leaving the parking lot, and, you know, we had both drove separately, um, I pulled out first, mm-hmm. and then... He was, you know, getting into his big old truck. Yeah. And, you know, he told me what he did for a living. And, you know, it's building out vans and doing stuff like that, which is, like, not uncommon. Yeah, out there. Um, Everybody's living the van life, right? And I just, I looked behind me and I looked at his truck and I just had this gut feeling that he was living out of his truck. Yes. And I was like, oh, like maybe you're, maybe you're just like overthinking it, whatever. You're just Mm -hmm. trying to find a way to like self-sabotage or whatever the case. Yep. Right. So I was like, all right, like I'll give it a second chance. And then we go out a second time and sure enough, he tells me that he's (laughs) living out of his truck full time and homeless. (laughs) So, I'm yeah, sorry. that went well. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, the thing about it is, and I want to be really clear to anybody listening, I'm not laughing at the fact that he's homeless. I'm, I, heavens no, I want to help anybody I can. That's certainly not something I'm laughing at. I'm laughing at the fact that it, like, the stuff always happens. It's just, like, the most random stuff. Like, you meet somebody that's nice, and you think it's, you know, it's going great, and then you find out he lives in his truck. And that's the thing. Like, if he loves that and wants to live in his truck, more power to him. That being said, though, like, I just don't know how, like, what happens in people's minds where they're like, I'm going to build a future with somebody in my truck. What is going on? I, I, I don't know. And I think that's exactly <laughs> it too. Like 
especially living up here, like, it's not uncommon to, Mm -hmm. like, live out of whatever vehicle or, you know, camp or, you know, RV, like, all those things. Like, that's great. Like, Mm -hmm. if that's what you want to do or, you know, it's very transient up here or Mm -hmm. if you have, like, a future plan. Yeah. And that's fine. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But at this point in my life, like, it's not really what I'm looking for. And like you said, you know, when were you going to let me know that? Correct. That's my thing. That was my thing, too. I get. I felt like there wasn't like that honesty piece. Like, correct. How were you going to invite me over? Yep. And you like alluded that he lived, you know, close to me and things like that. He alluded that he lived close to you? Yeah. What, was he parked down the road? I don't know. <laughs> I, didn't I don't know. know. I didn't know that part. See, that's where I go. And that's where, like, on a serious note, I'm just like, no, if you're going to do that, like, you got to own it and not present yourself as one way just to, like, play the bait and switch. That's where I think it's, you know. Right. And I think that's what caught me, too, was, like, and of course on dating apps, you know, you share X mm-hmm. amount of information. Yeah. And that's what he was sharing that he lived in this specific town and oh, you know, yeah, that's yeah. What it was. And I'm like, if I wouldn't have asked the question mm-hmm. and like had him like answer what his like where he lives, that type of thing. Uh-huh. I don't know when I would have found that out. And I felt I mean, to me, that's essentially a red flag. Like, if you're not confident with what your situation is, no matter what it is. Right. How are you supposed to be? you're that up front, that means you're hiding it. Exactly. And I think that's a red flag. Oh, that's huge. No, 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 no. It, totally. Like, all, like, ridiculousness aside, that's, like, that's the worst part of it, you know, is that it's one thing if if that's your circumstance and that's the circumstance you chose that's great um but you have to be forthcoming about it and not sell yourself one way um because you know I had a boyfriend once who uh this reminds me of that it's so ridiculous I had a boyfriend once who I used to pack his lunch every day and he would come home from work and I would say something to the effect of hey how was your lunch and he'd say oh it was good it was good thanks and then I'd like find it in his car or something and he never ate the lunch that I packed and I can remember thinking I heard my mother's voice in my head well if he's gonna lie about his lunch what else is he gonna lie about Lisa and I and then I remember like talking myself out of it like oh I'm just being paranoid he probably wasn't hungry and didn't want to hurt my feelings or whatever Oh, no, 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 no. Um, he definitely lied about other things. He cheated on me. Um, we were together like, oh my God, three years, something like that. And yeah, he ended up cheating on me when I went back to school. Um, yeah, yeah. And so I always think about that. Like, if you're going to lie about the lunch, what else are you going to lie about? You know? Totally. Big and deal. Sometimes it is those smaller things that like, why did you feel it was necessary to be dishonest about that? Like, it is such a trivial thing. Like, yep. if you didn't like the lunch I made you, that's okay. Right. Like, we, we can work through this. Right. I'll tell you what I don't like. It's it's the horse shit lie that you told me. I don't like that. Exactly. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um. Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, here we go. Number four. Is it okay to date more than one person at a time? And do I have to tell them? 
you get to go first on. I know. Especially nowadays. Yeah. What do you think? You go first. Um. Well, I think especially with how common it is to date online. Yep. And then, of course, bringing pandemic into it and then i think probably more online dating and communicating is happening yep you get all these options and you know you start talking to a lot of people just to like see if you match right right so i think like initially i would say yeah going out with a few people and just gathering some information, seeing how it goes. Mm-hmm. I think that's okay. Right. Do you, do you think that speaking of like transparency, right? Do you think that that's something you owe an explanation for? Um, I would say, I mean, I'm always going to go back to like, honesty is going to be your best policy because mm-hmm. it's only fair to the other person as well. Cause you don't know where they're coming from. Right. So to be upfront and honest about it. Like, yeah. Unless you, you know, if you're not ashamed of what you're doing, mm-hmm. you can be honest about it with the person. And if they're like, oh, okay, like I'm also like, you know, dating and seeing some other people as well mm-hmm. and just seeing where you're both at. And if the other person is like, no, I'm not okay with that, I need you to only, you know, focus on seeing if we have a relationship. Right. Uh, you have your answer. Right. No, I I like that. I also think that um I think if you can date, you know, a few people at a time and and you manage that well and you're just like Colleen said, like, you know, collecting information and kind of like figuring out maybe if anybody's relationship committed relationship material, that's awesome. I can tell you that there's a lot of people in this world, myself being one of them, that I couldn't do it. Um, Only because, like, I just don't have that much of an emotional capacity. You know what I mean? To try to date multiple people. And and it's not like I would drag it on for months. But, like, I would go out on a date with somebody. And, you like, I kind of knew, like, okay, I really like them. Let's see where it goes. And um, then I would decide if that was going to go anywhere you know, before I dated somebody else, but that's just me. So I think that some people can do it and some people can't, and you shouldn't be hard on yourself if you can't, you know? Um, But I think that if you can, then that's great. But I'm with Colleen, like you, honesty is always your best policy. Um, You know, the one thing I will say is like, if you're going out on like a first date with somebody I don't know that I would offer up like, oh, well, I'm dating multiple people, you know, to see who I want to be in a relationship with. But if they ask, I would be honest. Um, But I also wouldn't drag that out, right, for months at a time because they also have a responsibility to say what they need. So if they want to be in a committed relationship with you and they say that, then you can make your choice, right? But until somebody, in my opinion, says, hey, I'm looking for a committed relationship and I would like for that to be with you, I don't think you owe that to somebody to be committed to them. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, realistically, like I'm on the same page as you, Lisa. Mm -hmm. Um, I really struggle 
to have like the capacity to give my attention to more than one person at a time. Yeah. So that's typically not how I date. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, like a couple weeks ago or maybe a month or so ago, mm-hmm. I went on, I talked to two guys at the, starting at the same time on some dating app mm-hmm. and set up dates you know, one on Friday, one on Saturday, and I'd never done that before. Nice, and yeah. And my gosh, I was exhausted. Were you? Yeah. 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 And it was just one of those things. The timing was weird, and I tried it out, and I'm like, yeah, this isn't for me. Not your deal. And, you mm-hmm. know, I'll give my attention to one person, but I mm-hmm. also don't think, you know, it's, you know, anything wrong to – put yourself out there and get to know a few people if that's what you're looking for. Exactly. Because if you want it, you got to get out there. You've got to be available to it, right? Right. Yes. Okay. We've got time for one more. Um, Are you ready? Yes. Oh, I like this one. I like this one a lot. It says, it asks, Lisa, motivation is hard for me to keep in my life. How do I stay motivated to get things done even when I'm tired? Um, you know, can I just say that I feel like motivation is like crap because I think motivation, like to say, oh, I'm not motivated to do anything. I take that honestly and I say, um, you're not ready to be accountable to doing something. And, and so I, like, if you're waiting for like motivation to get up and do things, that starts from within, in my opinion. And if you're tired and you need a day or a break, that's awesome. Give yourself that. But if you've got that voice in the back of your head, that's like, oh, I said I was going to work out and I haven't worked out in three weeks and I feel terrible. I might as well just, you know, lay here and keep watching Hallmark movies. Not that I know anything about that. Um, then that's like an accountability issue to me, right? And so how do you stay motivated? You get accountable to yourself and you get accountable to your priorities and you get accountable to saying when, yep, you didn't do something, but you're going to hype yourself up and encourage yourself to keep going rather than shaming and blaming yourself. I think you've got to be really mindful of that internal dialogue regarding like, is it a harsh one or is it one that's encouraging you to get up and do hard things? Be mindful of that as well, right? Absolutely. I like your idea around the accountability piece. Oh, I thought you were going to say watching Hallmark movies all day. <laughs> I like that too. The Christmas ones, <laughs> the Christmas when, ones like, come out in October. Around, they're even better or lifetime movies. Yeah, yeah. October twenty second. Um, the the Hallmark starts their Christmas movies. Oh. I'm here for it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, but motivation. Sorry, on track. Yeah. So I think yeah, the accountability piece is a huge part of it, mm-hmm. and. Um, I mean, the first thing that came to my mind when you read the question was um, kind of like, how are you taking care of yourself? Like, yep. what do you need to do? Mm-hmm. And maybe what can wait, mm, right? Like, what do yeah. you need to focus on? And what's, what's kind of getting in the way? Like, are you getting in your own way? And like you said, like checking in and being accountable for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
I also love the idea. I actually just gave this idea to a client of mine um, the other day. And sometimes when we feel overwhelmed or like we have too much to do, um, I always say start smaller and let the small things turn into big things. So this particular client had like a mountain of paperwork they had to get done. And they keep putting it off, putting it off, putting it off. And I said, okay, let's just try this and see if it helps. I said, I want you to set a timer for two minutes on your phone. And then I want you to sit down to the mountain of paperwork and I want you to do two minutes worth of filling it out. And they said, well, what do I do when the timer goes off? I said, that's where you get to choose. You can be done or you can do another two minutes. And so we've got this client going two minutes at a time because I think they were just overwhelmed with like that mountain of paperwork. So when we go two minutes at a time, the two minutes is up and they're like, oh, I could do another two minutes. I could do another two minutes, right? Rather than sitting down and saying, crap, I've got to do a half hour. But two minutes at a time turns into a half hour, but it's a lot easier for your brain to process. So I don't know, maybe that's a trick that might work for some other people too. Yeah, and that's that's actually something I use for myself, especially nice. on those days where I'm just feeling like I'm dragging and mm-hmm. it does feel overwhelming when you've got, like, I just got back from a vacation and I'm like, okay, I got to get back in the swing of things and I've got a lot to, I've got to answer all these emails and, mm-hmm. you know, I'll set out like a chunk of time, you know, maybe it's 15, 20 minutes Mm-hmm. Same thing. I set a timer on my phone. Yep. And I get through however much I need to get through. And like you said, I make a decision. If I need to take a break, then I'm going to go get some sun, take my dog for a walk, mm-hmm. um, have a cup of coffee, yes. whatever, take a break, and then come back to it. Mm-hmm. Yep. I love it. And you've got to give yourself those breaks and give yourself the time to not be perfect. You don't have to get it all done at once, right? Exactly. We go for progress, not perfection, I think. Always. Always. <laughs> yes. Um, all right. So those are my five questions for the season three home opener, if you will. I want to give a huge thanks to Colleen for coming on and um, being a part of the podcast. And I, I hope that I can convince her to come back and do a few more this season. So thank you so much for being here, Colleen. I appreciate it. Well, thank you so much for having me. This was so fun to be able to do this with you. Yay. I'm glad. See, it, it, it's not so terrible. It's not so terrible. And I usually do a few question and answer um, podcast throughout the season but I would yeah I'd love to have you back so let's chat about that but in the meantime if you guys have questions or you've got podcast topic ideas you can email me at what's next with Lisa at gmail.com you can also find me on Instagram or Twitter at what's next with Lisa and you're gonna find some podcast updates on my social media you're also gonna see more updates for the um, my upcoming book release which I'm super stoked about so send me a message send me a question and um, I try to get to all of them so thanks for listening welcome to season three take care of each other take care of yourselves and remember it's always a perfect day to ask yourselves what's next See ya.